Welcome in fantasy football players. 12 weeks in the books, one week remaining until the playoffs. It is GOAT time now. I am Ethan Paul, and always I'm joined by Jacob Tyler. Jacob brings up a good point that when the playoffs start in Dynasty, it doesn't necessarily mean the end of a season. It's more like the beginning of an offseason, right? Go ahead and explain yourself. Well, my my thought process behind this is that for Dynasty, it's kind of slowing down because most leagues, at least from what I've been reading up on, the trade deadlines have passed, so the free agency pool is dead. Trades aren't happening right now, so it's basically you got your guys that are that you, you figure we're going to be competing there in the playoffs, and then after that, that's when the real season starts to pick up, man. That's when all the hard work, that's when the groundwork that you're laying out for the future uh, future of your team, that's when it's going to start going into play. Right, we're going to start looking at you know uh, college players. We're yep. going to start looking at you know towards the draft. Yep. Not to mention, you'll be looking at where you're slotted yeah, in your rookie draft. I, I was talking to you and Adam Adam earlier, and I was uh, I'm pretty excited about being able to slot where people are going to be drafted and where all these picks are going to fall. Yeah, start projecting. Yep. You can start looking at team needs. Yep. Oh, he needs a running back. He needs a yeah. wide receiver. And and it's exciting to say I got the 101 rather than I'm going to have a, a high 19 first. Right. It's going right. to be it's put a, put put a spot to that name right. rather than a projection. Right. Uh, okay, I get it. Well, so for dynasty purposes, the off season is near. So hold your horses, people. We still have 13 uh, week 13 left ahead of us and the playoffs uh, before. Uh, we get to all that let me just kind of break down what we're going to be doing for you listeners we're going to talk about the biggest injury news up top here we're going to talk about our biggest surprises and disappointments in the fantasy season for 2018 I know the year's not year's not done yet but none of these guys are going to change their paths uh, in in one week left with one week left Uh, we're also going to talk about some uh, guys that you need to stash on your bench now looking ahead to the future Um, and we're going to look at week 13's uh, key matchups um, as far as most exciting games, highest points uh, estimates in, from Vegas. So there's what our show is going to look like. Uh, Jacob, biggest news. I'll tell you what, we have a handful of injuries. You give me the biggest injury news from Week 12. What's your biggest headline? Well, it's obviously got to be Melvin Gordon. I mean, simply due to the fact that the timing is terrible. Horrible. Up to two to four weeks he could be out, and there's your playoff right there. Right, That's your right. playoffs. Well, it's a sprained MCL, and Cooper Cup had the same thing, and he missed two games. Yeah. So best case scenario, Melvin Gordon's back by week fourteen, week week fifteen. Yeah, you know, so week two of your playoff run, right? Yeah, best case scenario. Best but case. this this is a guy that's been uh he's been a workhorse. Everybody was proclaiming or parading the fact that he's a workhorse back, and he right. has been for the past three three seasons. That could be us. There could be some wear and tear on him, and they might be taking it easy on him. Sure, they're they're preparing for the real playoffs, right? Not the end of the season, aka fantasy playoffs. And I don't think they're going to catch the Chiefs for the no. for the top of their division, so they're probably locked into a wild card. I think Indianapolis and you know and and Baltimore are behind them in the wild they card are right race. Now, yep. So maybe you could see them taking it easy on Gordon, Austin Eckler. If you have well, in Dynasty, you should have your handcuff to Gordon. But if, yeah, if, if whoever has Eckler in your league needs to be starting, and he's a must start yep. down the stretch here. Uh, I agree. For Gordon, for Gordon owners, though, you can't replace a guy like Gordon. Let me ask you this, though. We talked about it briefly before the show. Is Melvin Gordon an injury risk? Is it safe to start calling him injury prone? I mean, every year it seems like he has something wrong with his lower body. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a concern. He hasn't had the big one yet. That's really held him yeah. out for up to half a season or a whole season yet. Right, right. But the uh, the mileage on him is a concern, for yeah. sure. I think the mileage combined with the fact that he's had some nagging lower body injuries. And he runs so hard. He you does. know, he's not a finesse player. He's like a, a Devontae Freeman yep. and, a, and a Leonard Fournette hybrid, you know. Um, so, yeah, 
Sucks for Gordon owners. Ride Eckler to the championship. Justin Jackson, too. Another guy that we spotlighted earlier in the offseason. Justin you, Jackson needs to be rostered. You liked him a lot. Yeah. He better be rostered. That Those are the kind of guys we yeah. draft in our rookie drafts. You should not have dropped him. I know he was third string all year, but this is why you yeah. draft you know, rookies for their time to shine later in the year. So Justin Jackson, I don't know if I'm going to start him this week, but no. somebody to watch, see how the timeshare goes with Eckler. You may have a starting running back. You know, if you have the cojones to start him in week 14 for your first week of the playoffs. Um, let's talk about some more injury news before we get to the dumbass Fournette suspension. Uh, Andy Dalton out for the season with a broken thumb. I, I don't care. I don't think anybody's starting Andy Dalton in, no. uh, in their lineups. But what does it do for Boyd and Ross and A.J. Green when he's back and, and you know, Mixon, all these guys? I think you would agree it's, an, it's a definite downgrade for everybody in that offense, it's, oh, especially yeah. uh, Joe Mixon because the box is going to be a little bit more stacked. Mm -hmm. Tyler Boyd's not going to be uh, as open. He's not, he's not going to get as, as good of passes. And then they have the concern, are they going to bring A.J. AJ Green back? If you, don't, if you recall, at the end of the 2016 season, A.J. Green came back from a lower leg injury, mm -hmm. and he only played in Week 16, I think, as a, as a decoy. Yeah. They did not rush him back. They are clearly out of the playoff uh, hunt right now. I don't think they're going to rush him back. So yeah. you might be looking at a, at a Driscoll. Is, is it, is it Driscoll. Driscoll? Yeah, Jeff, yeah, Driscoll, Jeff Driscoll throw into a, a Tyler Boyd, who's the only real threat on that offense. Yeah. So Tyler Boyd might not be a thing for the rest of the season. Yeah, I can see that. More coverage going to Boyd. Yeah. John Ross hasn't shown us he can do right. it consistently. Right. Mixon, I mean, the only thing, the only saving grace here, I think, is he, he is an elite pass catcher as yeah. well. So what do, what do young quarterbacks do that, you know, that are in trouble? They dump it down a lot. They, you know, yeah. emergency valve kind of guy. I think Mixon can still salvage a fantasy day with five or six mm -hmm. catches. You know, maybe their yards per attempt, you know, isn't there. But uh, I'm not pulling the plug on Mixon. I think you downgrade him from maybe a low-end uh, running back one to a high-end RB2. He's, you know, definitely start, he's definitely still startable. It's just he's, he's a downgrade. For sure. Now, what about Uzama? Is he, uh, is he a, a, a play in a deep dynasty league where maybe you're that one team that doesn't really have that many good tight ends? Well, a tight end's such a crapshoot this year. Yeah. I haven't been on the Uzama train, and he's been burning people since he's been there, mm -hmm. since uh, Croft and Eifert are out. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, he's a third string, a third string tight end for a reason. Yeah. So that that's that's a that's my point about him. Mm -hmm. But but two, I don't know, man. I know I'm contradicting myself because I say that a young quarterback's going to check it down, and usually the tight ends are the beneficiaries of that. But it's hard to trust a guy like Uzama. Yeah. I'd rather roll out, you know, another quote unquote proven tight right. end that may have a good day. Than and, Uzama. And and to to contradict the narrative that tight ends a, a rookie or a not so good starter's best friend. That tight end has to get separation. He's not your best friend if he's not getting open right, or right. slightly open. Right. Tight ends are supposed to be a mismatch for linebackers. Uzama's really not doing that too much. And if you, when he is, he's dropping the ball. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm not a huge believer in Uzama. Yeah. You, you kind of agree with where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you're desperate. Yeah. Because they are going to be playing from behind. Their they defense are. is horrible. So somebody, to, I mean, he's definitely somebody to take a look at each week, mm -hmm. play the matchups. You know, if you have an injury to one of your older tight ends, something like that. Yeah. So um, speaking of tight ends, Jack Doyle. IR with a kidney is injury. Uh, same thing that, that Keenan Allen had a couple years ago that mm, ended his season. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you were playing Jack Doyle, if you had him. Uh, I'm not sure what Jack Doyle owners were doing. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing maybe they were if they had nobody else. But for, for me, this is a bigger thing. This is a bigger boost for Eric Ebron. He's already the number three tight end in fantasy, you know, in fantasy uh, this year. Yep. 13 touchdowns, I believe. That's insane. Unbelievable. And now Jack Doyle's back out of the picture. Yep. I mean, what's not like? What's not to like about this for Ebron? He might be 
dare I say, a wide receiver one. Yeah. If you if you were of that designation, um, Ebron, I mean, definite play. If you have him on your team, congratulations. Uh, obviously, you know what he's all about because he's been proving it all season. Up maybe like the last two or so weeks, it's been a a little bit of a downgrade or a bummer. But uh, yeah, he's he's here to stay for the rest of the season for sure. Ebron has a hundred and sixty six points scored. Okay, let's see where that would put him on the wide receiver list. That would put him just behind Keenan Allen. Okay, so wow. if you do it, yeah, right. And ahead of guys like Galladay, Lockett, Ridley, Hilton, Green, Jackson, Davis. Those are mid wide receiver twos right, right there. Right, so let's see. I'm just do a quick count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, almost there, fifteen, sixteen. He would be wide receiver seventeen. There you go. Ebron Wood right now. So that's uh middle of the pack wide receiver In the twelve two. team league, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, amazing. Oh uh, wow, yeah. Definitely take that. And let's see, let's see if, uh, who, who's leading the league in touchdowns right now for wide receivers. I would say Devontae Adams because it seems like the dude catches a touchdown every single week. Let's see. I'm going to look at that right now. We should have been prepared. We should have had this. Let's see. Tyreek Hill and Antonio Brown are tied with the league lead with 11 touchdowns. Wow. Devontae Adams is, has 10. So three wide receivers in the NFL right now have, have double-digit touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Ebron has 13. I mean, isn't that amazing? That's wow. That's no, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. My math was off. He's got 11 receiving touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. So ah. 12 total touchdowns. But he, still, my point remains, he has more total touchdowns than Antonio Brown and Tyreek Hill and, and Devontae Adams and all of the wide receivers. Isn't that amazing? That's that, that's that uh, Frank Reich offense in yep. Indianapolis, man. And Andrew Luck. Captain yeah, Andrew Captain Luck Andrew loves his Luck. tight ends. He's, all right. he's, he's killing it. I know I've been, uh, look, I've been gushing about Ebron. So let's get off of that. Jack Dahl's out. Ebron's in. Um, Marvin Jones. IR with a knee injury. Yeah. The Lions have screwed the pooch. They traded away Golden Tate. They have a wide receiver on the IR. All they have is Galladay and a bunch of Jags running around out there. I mean, do you feel bad for Stafford? I don't like to throw this term out a lot. I like to designate it and reserve it for uh, teams that really deserve it. Uh-huh. Dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a dumpster fire. Like that whole, I don't know what they were doing with Golden Tate. Why did they trade Golden Tate away? Yeah. Marvin Jones uh, clearly... Not on the right side of his uh, career. It's it's not looking good. That offense is just not looking good. I think right. Andrew uh, Matthew Stafford didn't even throw a touchdown on Thanksgiving. Gross. It's well, and Galladay's there to presumably yeah. take his place. So uh, Marvin Jones trending down for sure. Yep. Um, all he, right. He was a wide receiver one by the way last year. I think wide receiver thirteen. He was up there. Yeah, last him, year. Him and Tate were both wide receiver yeah. ones last yep. year. And then they hired some BS coach named Matt Patricia, and look what happens. Yep. That's the Belichick tree. Hoodie version two, <laughs> except he's not that good. So there's your uh, big injury news. Uh, that's your big injury news from week 12. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Fournette here. And I mentioned this at the top of the show. He was a total dummy. I mean, yeah, he's an he, idiot. he ran off the bench to go fight someone from Bama, I think, too. Hey. Shaq Lawson? Uh, I think he played for Clemson. Clemson. I want to say he played for Clemson. It would have been more fun if he played for Bama. <laughs> But I, I, I digress. <laughs> Maybe he could have finally beat him. Suspended <laughs> in... <laughs> Woo, that's a good one. Jacob, I swear, man. This is like a comedy hour podcast now, man. Um, The big news here is that if if you have to win to get into your playoffs in Week 13, Fournette is not in your lineup. Now, what's the bigger... uh, What's the bigger question mark? That he ran off the the sidelines to punch a guy Mm -hmm. or that he punched a guy with a helmet on? Yeah. What's the bigger question mark for his... uh, 
like intelligence. intelligence, right? <laughs> well, neither one were pretty intelligent. What I thought was funny is if you watch the footage, they were walking in the locker room <laughs> yeah, and they the were tunnel. still jawing at each the, other in the tunnel. Well, whose idea was it to have them escorted at the exact right, same right. time in the exact to corner the same of the tunnel? End zone? <laughs> right. Come on, guys. <laughs> it was a whole debacle. When it happened, I thought I didn't even know Fournette was in there because he wasn't on the field on that play. I don't think. Mm-hmm. And when it, when it, when guys were scrumming, I was like. Oh wow, Moncrief or whoever's gonna get you know get ejected from this game. It happened to be Fournette, so I was actually surprised. It sucks for Fournette owner, owners for Week 13. How confident are you playing Hyde and Yeldon? They're playing the Colts this week with I don't even know who the backup is in Jacksonville, but it's not Blake Bortles at the at the helm. I think it's Cody Kessler. Kessler. Kessler's the backup so over there. How confident? Let's say you had to win to get into the playoffs. How good are you feeling about having Hyde or Yeldon as your as one of your running backs in your lineup? I'll take the cheap way out. It ultimately depends on who uh, who the other options are. Okay, let's say they were the only two options you had. Uh, one of those guys, they had to be in your lineup. How got, good do you feel? It's got to be Yeldon, and uh, if those are my only two options, I mean, I, f- I feel like Yeldon can be a solid running back two floor, which is not asking for much. That's what ten points. Nine, yeah, nine, ten points. Yeah. Give give me what he what Richard is getting, you know. Yeah, exactly. Right. You might catch some dump offs, maybe three three catches. Right. And forty yards. There's your ten points right there. Right. Well, that's no, seven. no, three catches plus forty yards rushing. Oh, right, right, right. That's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I wouldn't feel I wouldn't feel great. I'd rather have Fournette than any of those other guys. But you know, what you gonna do? This you have to treat this like an injury, like a one week injury. Yep. You know. So. And he's he's even more rested for the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, if you do make it in, or if you are a team that's already clinched a playoff berth, you're thinking, okay, good. He's not going to get injured in week thirteen. The bad mm-hmm. news is. That offense, dude, is going downhill. Oh, I mean, yeah. you, you thought he had it bad at LSU with 10-man boxes. Imagine a Cody Kessler-led Jaguars team with some no-name dudes at wide receiver, a banged-up yeah. offensive line. I mean, you know, what's not, there to worry about except Fournette? So. It's not, he's going to get some volume for sure, but some uh, – yeah. Yeah, it's going to be one low. of those, like, 32 <laughs> carries for 98 yards and a touch. Yeah. You know, it's going to be one of those, you know, three yards a carry. All right, let's get off of this. Uh, before we go on to some surprises and disappointments from week, uh, from week, from 2018, I want to remind the listeners, follow us on Twitter, at Flex Appeal Show. That's how you communicate with us. I'll be honest with you guys. We don't get a lot of action on Twitter because you aren't tweeting at us. So please, use the hashtags, use the at symbol, tweet us. Sit, start, trade questions, who to stash, my favorite color. I don't care. We will interact, I promise. All right, Jacob. Surprises from 2018, your number one surprise after 12 weeks. Go. I think it's my number one surprise, and I think it's everybody else's. Tyler Boyd, Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver. This guy, I don't want to say he came out of nowhere. Brandon LaFell was cut for a reason. They obviously knew what they had in him. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's uh, what I have right now is 16.67 points per game. Coming in at wide receiver nineteen on the season. Yeah. Nobody thought that was gonna happen. No. I don't I don't even think Tyler Boyd, when he drafted himself, thought that was gonna happen. <laughs> it's a definite surprise. Really like the prospect. I think him and AJ Green are gonna be a definite uh solid duo for the next few years. Yeah. And I think I think he could be the top guy, man. He's he's a crisp route runner. He, he really has some good hands and I really like the prospect. He could be the successor to AJ Green yep. with John Ross being the burner guy. Tyler yep. Boyd was a really good prospect when he came out. He just had two bad years in a row, his rookie year and his second year. Yep. And he was on the waiver wire in our league and we have a pretty deep league, you yep. know? So well, he, actually, he was he was drafted in the rookie draft. Well, he was drafted in a, yeah in our rookie and free agent draft, but yeah. he wasn't on a roster. Is right, what I'm saying after correct. you know after last year, he so. was being looked at though. I know a few guys got sniped. You and you and me being yeah, one yeah, of yeah, I got sniped. Yeah, sure. Two um, yeah, you got another guy on your surprise list that you want to roll with? Yeah, Nick Chubb, man. I know uh, everybody. The 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 topic of discussion for rookie drafts was if you're a competing team this year, you might not want to draft Nick Chubb in the top four or so. 
Mm-hmm. You, you want to go for the guys that get immediate playing time. Man, Nick Chubb's. I think he's. I think he's squarely and firmly the number two fantasy uh, rookie running back. Yeah. So far in the season, I think he's supplanted Darius Geis, unfortunately, who hasn't uh ran ran the ball yet in the in the regular season. So. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb, man, 22.64 points per game over the last five games, a.k.a. when they kind of phased out Hyde and then when they traded in the Jacksonville. Yeah. And extrapolated over the whole season, that's top six numbers right yeah. behind McCaffrey. He's an RB1. So it's he, he's a lock and load start guy. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the case for the for the, for a long time because, I mean, those guys are all young, man. Yeah, it's him and Dookie as the one-two punch. Solid you know? quarterback that can right. stretch the field himself yeah. because – they got, to, they got to account for him. You have to have a linebacker that account for Baker Mayfield. Yep, I agree. I was all aboard the Chubb train. I just thought I fell into that trap, just like you said. I thought I could compete this year. I took Royce Freeman at number three overall. Oof. Oof. He's not even number one on his team. I didn't even – I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't see Phillip Lindsay coming on. We'll touch more on him in a second. But I passed on Chubb, even though I liked Chubb a lot as a prospect. If you watch the tape and you watch him in the NFL now – he looks the part. I yeah. mean, he looks like a man child. Yep. And what's really surprising, he's busting 90 plus yard runs and, and, and catches to the end zones. I mean, he's taking him to the house. We thought uh, his speed is kind of lacking, his explosiveness, and ever since that knee injury, mm-hmm. he's proven us all wrong. I'm right there with you. Uh, Nick Chubb. I'll give you a surprise here. We touched on him at the top, and I know I've vented on him a lot, but Eric Ebron, I just want to circle back to him. Tight end number three this season. Now, I know tight ends have been bad, you know historically bad uh, these last couple seasons, but I say bad. How about it hasn't been a deep position for fantasy purposes. But for Ebron to be number three this year, his first year with the Colts, after he'd been disappointing you all these years with the Lions, I just think that's a huge surprise. No one was expecting double-digit touchdowns. The dude might finish with 15 or 16 touchdowns through 16 weeks. I mean, those are Gronk-type touchdown numbers. So that's one of my biggest surprises of the year, hands down. I would definitely say he's the top target on that offense. Oh yeah, Hilton's uh he's a low percentage guy. He's a, he's a over the top guy. Yeah, he's the number one on the team, obviously. But uh, Ebron's one of the first looks that Luck ta- Luck takes when he drops back. Mm-hmm. And that offensive line, I don't know. I didn't look at the uh, stats this past game, but I think they went five straight games without allowing a sack. Yeah, they they allowed a sack this past week. Okay. It was the first time okay. in the last like six games that they allowed a sack. Yep, it's crazy. Was that on the fumble? Is that on the uh, on the Andrew Luck fumble? Maybe not. Yeah, maybe. And then he, I think he recovered yeah. it though. He had two interceptions. Yeah. That was his two turn. And speaking of luck, let's just go to him. He's the next guy on my list. QB five this year mm-hmm. in a six point touchdown league, of course, because we play six point touchdown leagues. And that's a, that's a big factor in, in yeah, our ranking. Sure, because he's a touchdown machine. Yeah. Machine, you know, uh, in a four point league, he might be closer to quarterbacks six eight. or seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. So QB five for Andrew Luck, and here's why he's a surprise. I mean, the dude wasn't even throwing the ball in the preseason. You know, he was he was soft tossing a softball a couple weeks before the year. You know, we, in week one and two, we were like. You know, remember we had we did a podcast episode and we were like, "Hey, man, they took out Luck and put in Brissett for a hail mary." Yeah, in week three, in week three, Andrew Luck was taken out of the game. Yeah, to complete a hail mary. Yeah, and now he's he's throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game, right down the field, looking good. His accuracy is there. He's driving the ball. He's back, and I think it's so. Not only am I surprised that he's the QB five in a six touchdown, a six point touchdown league, but that he's back fully and healthy, especially after they babied him all, you know, all off season. Yeah, so. I mean, whoever did his arm surgery, man, kudos because uh, he's back and dare I say better than ever because that yeah. offense that he's in, the offensive line that's in front of him, the running back, he has a running back, Marlon Mack. Yeah, yeah. he needs some help at wide receiver. I know Deion Kane's on the IR. I think they're going to make a trade in the off season or get get a wide receiver free agency. 
What's up with uh, Darius Fountain? Did he even make the team? I know yeah, we liked him a lot. Is I, I he even I, playing? I did see him on a. If you want to go on your next guy, I'll look him up on a. All right. Yeah, see. you look him up. See what he's up to. Because I know we had. I, I liked him a lot. He was one of the combine snubs coming out of college last year. I want to know if he's playing. So. Let me know if he's getting any snaps or if he's on the practice squad, if you can find that out. I'll move on to my next guy. We touched on on the bust of Royce Freeman here. Philip Lindsay, RB11 this year. He's an RB1 in a 12-man league. Um, look, no one saw this kid coming. Philip Lindsay went undrafted in our rookie draft. And we have a five-round, 14-man rookie draft. And the dude was picked up as a free agent a week before the season because he was you know, starting to turn some heads in, in preseason. What a What a steal. I mean, not only was this guy an undrafted free agent in the NFL, he was an undrafted player in most rookie drafts in Dynasty Leagues. Mm-hmm. So Philip Lindsay to be RB11 to me, outstanding. No one saw that coming. That has to be – I think that is the biggest surprise of the year. You know, I'll take Tyler Boyd, sure, but Philip Lindsay. If you landed Philip Lindsay in leagues where running backs are gold, I'll take Philip Lindsay. And then while I'm on it, disappointments. I know we're going to get to disappointments in a second, but, dude, Royce Freeman. I mean, the guy – Five points a game, you know, a couple of weeks out with an mm-hmm. injury. He's not even getting goal lines and he lo- looks anymore. Philip Lindsay's vulturing him there. So, right. And I think uh, it could be the, the disappointment could be catapulted for dynasty owners because yeah. you in redraft, you, you he was probably like a ninth round, ninth round running back, 10th round right, running back right. guy. This is a top four, top five pick for most of these guys. Hopefully, uh, if you have a top five pick, you most likely weren't competing, but you were hoping to rely on this guy right. this year, this season, right? and he's just not doing it for you. He's going to be a pillar player, yeah. basically. Right. So, And I'm feeling that pain. I mean, I'm hoping, you know, yeah. I don't want to curse all you Philip Lindsay owners, but if he goes down, hey, Good better, for for, you. better for me with Freeman. That, but, it, but it's sad that a top five prospect, yeah. basically, in last year's rookie draft, if you took him in top five or, or anywhere, wherever you took him, you're now – Banking, you, you, you're yep. relying on an injury to Philip freaking Lindsay, yep. go go Buffaloes, for your guy to get in there and play. So. Or, or somewhat of a regime change because right. maybe that'll uh, that'll shake up the depth chart a little bit. Maybe, but uh, man, Devontae Booker, Philip Lindsay, I know Booker's not a thing, but uh, he is getting some snaps. Yeah, and I don't think he's getting that much less than uh, <laughs> yeah, Freeman right, right, right now. Right. And uh, to answer your question, Dory's Fountain is on the practice squad, practice squad, not on the active squad right now. And uh, they got some wide receivers to. Uh, to take out. I mean, they got Zach Pascal, Ryan Grant, Chester Rodgers, Dontrell Inman. Mm-hmm. So they definitely have a needed wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Ebron's, I guess you can treat him as a wide receiver. He he's, almost he's is. He's that big body guy. I wonder but, if uh, the Colts are one of those teams that might address wide receiver in the early part of the draft this I, year. I don't know, man, because uh, like I said, Deion Kane was, they were really high on him. True. The, the practice uh, reports before the, the, before the season was, they were very high on him. True. And, uh, there's some there's some pretty solid free agent wide receivers which we're gonna touch up on after the season. Yeah, right. To give we're you kind of like a little off season preview, Tyrell Tyrell Williams being one of them who I think is gonna be a top candidate for him. Tyrell the Gazelle. Yeah, that's it. Well, I don't so, know if they'd go that route, dude. I mean, they already have that in Ty. You know, they already have a burner. Uh, to me, they'd want like a big body possession kind of guy. Uh, you know, I don't know who's gonna be out there yet. I haven't dug that deep. Yeah. My only, the only reason I brought it up is because this year's 2019 wide receiver class is it loaded is solid, yeah. with big bodied. You know, mm-hmm. prototypical. This is your yeah. This you is know, your prototypical wide receiver. Right. These are your Julios and your Dez and you know your big guy, Demarius Thomas body type guy. Wise, body not types. Not yeah, Body types. Yeah. So all right, who's your next uh, surprise? We it's so easy to get off on a off the railroads here on our topics, but go ahead. Tyler Lockett, fourteen point seven two points per game. Ethan Ethan Paul is shaking his head yeah. right here because he has them. He has them. Yeah. Some Tyler Lockett shares. Not only do I have them, but I bought low in the off yeah. season. So yeah. wide receiver twenty three on the season. That's all I needed him to Dude's, be. Uh, 
the dude's the number one in that offense right now. And, and he's a safe floor guy. Yeah. He, contrary to popular belief, he's not just a big threat, you know, big play guy. He's a safe floor. He's had double-digit points in every game this year but one. He's a safe floor, a high-ceiling guy. Yep. And that's what you want. Yep. Does that make, that yeah. does make sense, right? Safe floor, high-ceiling yeah. guy? Yeah. Now, look, the whole offense as a whole, Seattle offense has been a little more conservative this year. I don't, I don't, I would disagree with that. Well, I mean, they're not throwing it 48 times a game like they we've seen in the past. There. They have been chunking it a little bit, though. I mean, no, do they lead the lead in rushing attempts? Yeah, I think I know, they're the only team that's running it more than they're throwing it. Yeah. I think I heard that on the radio. Mm, that's, that's a fair my, point. My point is, like, we've seen Russell Wilson in, in the last two years throw it, you know, up there with Breeze and, and Brady and Rodgers, like, mm-hmm. attempts wise. This year, he's not throwing it as much. So I think it hurt, you know, Baldwin and some of these other guys. But well, over the last four weeks, there's only been one game where they've thrown under 30. T- he's had less than 30, 30 attempts. One time. One time. Okay, so they picked so it up the last four weeks. They have, yeah, they really have. It's It, it went from 21, 23, 17 to 39, 26, 31, 31. They yeah. definitely are picking up that offense. I think they're getting the offense. The, the run's setting up the pass, and I think the pass is setting up the run. It's, it's a revolving yeah, door. They're actually, they're actually improving, too. It's a really good offense. And you know what, too? Doug Baldwin's finally healthy. Maybe that's leading to some more pass mm-hmm. attempts. Yep. You know. Uh, but, yeah, Tyler Lockett, definitely a surprise. I'm, I'm not surprised he's producing. I'm surprised how consistent he's yeah. been all year. How yep. about that? He's, he's definitely been a safe guy. Definitely start every, every, every week. Speaking of a safe guy, I got one for you. Right. And you brought him to my attention. I actually own him in our home league. But you brought him up and put him on this list. Julian Edelman. Okay, yeah. 17 points per game because he missed four games. Start yes, the year with, with, that's with, fair. With, okay, so 17 points per game. Uh, and I had this pulled up. Oh, man, I threw off all Wide receiver rankings. 16. He if was wide receiver 16. Yeah. So uh, let me pull it back up uh, on points per game here. I don't think we expected. I think it was 16 point something. I don't, well, I don't think we well, – no, I have it at 17 points per game. I don't, I don't think we – let me see. I don't think we expected him to score that much. Yeah, he's wide receiver 16 on a points-per-game average, obviously. He's scoring 17 points a game. I don't think anybody expected him to be putting up this amount. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we knew he'd be consistent. He'd you know be a PPR guy. But 17, that's actually pretty dang high, you know, all things considered, to be averaging. No, no doubt. That's, uh, that's, low, that's mid-range wide receiver two numbers. Look, he's scoring the same amount of points as Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is scoring 17.69. He's yeah. at 17 points. So, and Sanders has been having a great year, right? Brandon uh, He's ahead of T.Y. Hilton, Robert Woods, Tyler Boyd, Keenan Allen, as far as points per game. So Julian Edelman has been pretty consistent, ahead of Tyler Lockett, a guy we just talked about. He's, yep. um, I mean, everything you wanted and more. And then I know we're going to touch on Brady here in a second, but – I think you have at least one more good year, 2019, mm-hmm. of, of Edelman before yeah. you start to worry about Brady's age and, and Edelman's age. What do you think? I agree. And if you can somewhat uh, finagle your way into using his season total rather than season, season average, maybe you can get uh, Edelman a little cheaper than what he's worth yeah. in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, if you can kind of scheme your way into that move. I mean, maybe. Not and, you. Obviously well, you if, you're, him, if you're selling Edelman, you're going to say – on a points per game yeah. basis, he scored 17. That's where you're going to sell him. But if you're trying to buy him, <laughs> if you're trying to buy him, you're hoping the owner's not paying attention yeah. to that number, and all he's looking at is, oh man, he was wide receiver 42. It's always, it's always fishy when a guy comes to you and says, "I want this guy because man, he really wasn't that." Yeah, that right, right. Like, okay, then why are you going for him? Right, it's right. always a fishy buying tactic. Uh, I'm out of guys on my surprise list. Do you have anybody else? Yeah, I got Marlon Mack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's he's coming on strong. The last seven games, he's gone for fifteen and a half points per game, which would uh, put him at running back thirteen on the season. Wow! Yeah, I did not know that. When I, when I say would put him at running back thirteen on the season, he's been injured. I'm gonna say he is 
running back 13 on the season, not on a per game average. On a total. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He did miss the first four games of the season. Right. Missed the first four. So, so point, points per game, he's yeah. 13. Similar to uh, Julian Edelman. Yeah. He's, he's running back 13. Uh, that offensive line, like I, like I mentioned earlier with Luck, it's, mm-hmm. kicking, it's kicking ass. Yeah. Uh, offense, the passing attack is really opening up things for him, and he's catching some balls. Yeah. So. And I am surprised because going into the year, I thought – uh, I thought that kid from Ole Miss, uh, Jordan Wilkins, might take over yeah. the lead back yeah. and Liam then Hines. Hines be the pass catcher. Yes. I thought Marlon Mack would be the odd man out, kind of like Abdullah was yep. with the Lions. So, yep. um, And I also thought he he bounces it outside a lot. I mean, we picked Mack? on Barkley for yeah. trying to bounce it out. Marlon Mack last year was like, I mean, you might as well name, his middle name might as well have been Spalding. I mean, he bounced. When you say his middle name might as well be Spalding, their offensive line might have should have been just starting us because it was yeah, that right, bad last right. year. He, he had no reason but to bounce it outside. Right, right, right. They there was no bad. hole to run up the no, middle, really so he had to go outside. So I am surprised at that. That is a good call by you, my uh, good friend. All right, disappointments. I have a. I think I have more than you, so let me lead <laughs> off here. <clears throat> I'm going to give you, uh, and this from a dynasty perspective, maybe you weren't counting on this guy long term, but Michael Crabtree. Oh, yeah. And the whole Ravens offense as a whole. But he is right now wide receiver 41 in a PPR, okay? 41. He is not startable week to week. He's not reliable. And we thought, okay, obviously his production may take a dip going to the Ravens, but we thought for sure he'd be a red zone target. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, wide receiver 41. Ugh, any thoughts on Michael Crabtree? It's a uh, it's a gross situation. We talked about it in the offseason when all these wide receivers were spurring in the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Then they signed Crabtree, and we're like, uh, okay, this is a good spot right. for him. This this isn't terrible. Right. Then they they signed Smokey John Smokey Brown. That's uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's not bad. They have a pretty good wide receiver core. Right. It's really terrible. It's terrible. Flacco is terrible, and uh, with the insertion of Lamar Jackson, it's even worse. Yeah. It's it's a run first team, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And he's uh. He's not he's not taking as many shots downfield. I think he had a red zone shot to Crabtree in the end zone last week that was dropped. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Crabtree major disappointment. I thought he would at least be a safe wide receiver floor guy, wide right. receiver two guy. Right, right. Maybe even maybe even high end wide receiver three, like a yeah. guy you could put in your flex week to week yeah. and say, okay, get me ten points. You know, get me that that yeah. safe floor. So I am disappointed, Crabtree. Now you mentioned a couple other guys though, Sneed and and uh, John Brown. Yeah. Not so much Snead, but John Brown long term. Yeah. I think he has time to develop with Lamar Jackson, assuming that whole thing works out. I like him the most out of the group as dynasty prospects. Does that make sense? I, I like it because Lamar Jackson is a, he did have a solid deep ball in college. Right. right. He's, he's, he's less of an intermediate quarterback, more of a sling it downfield kind right. of guy and run it. Right. So that, that does bode well for John Brown. I think John Brown could be Lamar Jackson's poor man, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. It's, that's that's safe. Right. I like that. Okay. I like that. Who you got on disappointment list here? Um, all right. This if you can just give me a moment of silence right. after I say his okay. name. It it really, it, there's no explanation needed. Doug Baldwin. Uh, that was three three seconds. Three seconds. Okay. Doug Baldwin. It's terrible. Uh, it's terrible. What a terrible season. Injuries aside, when he has played the game of football yeah. this season, he's he's been terrible. Yeah. He's he he was. Drafted as a wide receiver one this year, everybody thought he was going to be peppered with targets. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he went into the into the uh, preseason banged up. Mm-hmm. He wasn't 100. percent Admittedly, he said he wasn't, but he was drafted to be a wide receiver one this year mm-hmm. in redraft and dynasty. Yeah, I don't even think he's a top. He's a wide receiver three. Uh, do you have where he is? Let's no. look it up. I'll I mean, I don't really want to look it up, man. It, no, it's, I'm it's so bad. disappointed with Doug Baldwin. It's bad. Let's see. Uh, I'd be even more disappointed if I didn't trade him to you in the offseason. <laughs> I, I traded him away this year. Uh, I didn't hold on to him long. Um, Baldwin, to me, 
Look, he had two. He's older. Okay, yes. there's that. Yes. Let's start with that. Can't deny that. He's had two knee injuries and a groin injury. Yep. And for a quick twitch, you know, make a guy miss wide receiver, you know, what do you, what do you expect? It, yeah. I understand you're disappointed. Everyone, I think, is disappointed. But, I mean, couldn't you kind of see this coming a little bit, especially with an injury going into the year? Not this bad. Not this bad. And I think the uh, – the ex uh, the excellent season that Tyler Lockett's having and David Moore, which which uh, we, we, I'm going to talk about later, I think that has a, a little bit of a factor into what Doug Baldwin's going through. Baldwin has 77 points scored this season. Jesus, that's less than nine points a game. Easy. That is, uh, yeah. Well, he didn't play. Let me let me try to find him here. He didn't play all the game. Remember, he missed a couple games at yeah, the end of the year. You're right. Let's see. Uh, why don't you go with your next guy? I'm going to pull up some more numbers on Baldwin because okay. I want to see how bad he actually is doing. Next guy on my disappointing list. And he, he's he's not having a terrible season. It's just the inconsistency and the uh, the head coach that's uh, coaching him. Kenyon Drake, 13.5 points per game. Uh, that, that doesn't seem bad, but what we had in mind for him and, and hope for him was a solid, dependable running back too. Not a guy that's going to be putting up 20 and then a guy that's going to be putting up 5. A guy that's going to be putting up 16 and a guy that's going to be putting up 3. He's in the he's in the the category of Adrian Peterson and Tevin Coleman. These guys were not even these guys were afterthoughts going into the preseason. And who's this? Who are you talking about? Kenyon Drake. Oh yeah, that's right. Major disappointment in my eyes. Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, yes, I agree. Based, based on what he should be doing. Yeah, but but, but that's Adam not his Ga- fault. It's, it's the Adam Gase. Gase. Yeah, Frank we, Gore. We've apparently. been hammering Adam Gase. Yeah. Since we've started this podcast, there's yes. two things we hate in this podcast since the beginning of this podcast. Adam Gase and the Ravens that's, offense. I was, I was like, please say the Baltimore Ravens. I, that's the two things that we have been consistent on throughout yeah. uh, these 30 to 40 episodes. Yeah. So it's it's Adam Gase's fault. Kenyon Drake has the talent to do it. Um, you know, it's I blame Adam Gase. All right, so Baldwin is not in the top 75 of wide receivers. Did you look that on an average per game basis? I'm still trying to friggin' find him on Yahoo because okay. he's he's so far down these lists. yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the dude's like the 90th wide receiver. It's amazing. Uh, let's see, this would be that's crazy. 99, 98, 97, 96, 95, 94. He's 93. He's number 93. Mm. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's, that's pretty bad. That is nuts. And if you look at a per game, this is great. This is great for radio. We're just yeah. Googling stats yeah. on the fly he's here. He's 71, by the way. Wide receiver 71 on a per game basis. On a per game basis, yeah. he's wide receiver 71. Yeah. That's unbelievable. What's he averaging a game? Let's see. Uh, I can tell you right now, he's averaging 8.62 per game. Ugh, in a full-point PPR, 8.62. Oof. Yeah, that's that is, disgusting. That is disgusting. Behind guys like Lorente Carew. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, he's also behind guys like uh, other guys who are having a bad year, Chris Hogan. Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Cole Beasley. Ugh. Oh, man. Yeah, it's gross. Dante Moncrief, anybody? All right, let me get to two more wide receivers here that are disappointments for me. Okay. Marvin Jones, wide receiver 37, and he's out for the year <laughs> down the stretch. Insult injury. So it's like he was already having a bad year. Kenny Galladay was passing him up a lot sooner than we all thought he would, and now he's out. For, he can't even help you in a flex position uh, down the stretch. Marvin Jones was a wide receiver one last year. He may not even – he may not even be a part of this offense next year. Now you say, well, they traded Tate away. Maybe it'll be Galladay and Jones. Jones is going to be a distant second to Galladay as far as target hog on that offense. And they're probably going to address the wide receiver position at some point in the offseason. So Marvin Jones, trending way down for me, major disappointment. And then here's he's, – he's, he's technically a wide receiver two in 14-man leagues. Any guess who that is? 
He's 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 wide receiver twenty eight. Just just off the top of your head, who's the twenty eighth highest scoring wide receiver? Uh, I mean, that's that's close to the Allen Robinson range. Nope, nope, nope. Allen Robinson is actually lower than that, I believe. Yes, he's way lower than that. Twenty eight wide receiver, twenty eighth ranked wide receiver in a PPR. Sterling Shepard. Okay. Disappointment. I'm disappointed in the whole Giants offense, the that's... passing offense. And as a product of all that, Sterling Shepard, he's the perfect mold for a PPR wide receiver. For him to be the 28th ranked wide receiver, that I'm disappointed. I was thinking wide receiver two, middle of the pack wide receiver two range. I was thinking more like 18, 19, 20, not 28. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but I was thinking 15. I was thinking what he, he would do what Tyler Lockett is doing this year. Just give you a nice, consistent base complimenting OBJ. But I was wrong. For the listeners that like to think we agree with everything that we say, each of us say, I'm going to buck the trend here and say that is a terrible take. <laughs> terrible take, especially with the insertion of Saquon Barkley. Uh-huh. You got a, a low effort quarterback uh-huh. that's not very good. Right. You're adding a guy that's only that, that's really killing the league and passing the uh, catching uh, balls out of the backfield. Right. Saquon Barkley. Uh-huh. Evan Ingram's on that offense who killed it last year. Odell Beckham's back. Mm-hmm. Where where are the targets for for Sterling Shepard? I thought. Eli Manning's failing arm might lead to more safe throws underneath Sterling Shepard. I, I, really I really wasn't a fan of him. No, just, I can see where you're going with this. Yeah. He should be just because of the weapons around him. Right. But they're like a, it's a double-edged sword. You should be because of the weapons that are going to be distractions, but they're so good that they're getting all the, all, all the targets, especially Barkley. There's probably a good 70, 70 targets that would have gone to Sterling, that, that wouldn't have went to the pass, uh, the pass catchers. If Barkley wasn't on that team. Yeah, I, that's why I was looking. Uh, I just pulled up Barkley. He has 87 targets there in the go. passing game. There you go. He has 71 catches for 581 yards and four TDs. 71 catches. Man, that's a high completion percentage. 71 out of 87. That's pretty well, good. It's, it's pretty easy to catch a ball when it's five feet away from yeah, you. Yeah, right, all right. <laughs> uh, so just real quick on Barkley. He's actually at 286 uh, points right now. Number two fantasy player in, in PBR, by the way. Yeah, he, 829 rushing yards and eight TDs, and then 71 catches, 581 and four TDs. I mean, those are insane numbers, man. I, I know we thought Barkley was going to be great, but Jesus, oh, man, I knew it, and I don't, uh, I don't regret trading him. I got, I like what I got, but uh, it is hard to see him kicking some butt on your team. Yeah, he's the RB two in fantasy this year. You, you yeah. were right. He's yeah. he's ahead of Kamara yeah. by uh, sixteen points. Yeah. He's only behind Gurley by eleven points. No, and when I say number two fantasy player, he's the number two fantasy player out he's, of all positions. Out of all positions. Well. Even of, quarterbacks, even no, te- not in a six-point qu- passing league. Uh, it must be wires. It must be uh, skill position players. Then that's what it is. Yeah, he, he's ahead of the wide receivers for sure. Yeah, let's see. So if you include all quarterbacks, here's the here's the total list of fantasy players, all positions: Mahomes, Breeze, Goff, Ryan, Luck, Roethlisberger, Newton, Rivers. Okay, that's eight guys are all quarterbacks. Then it starts with Gurley, then Cousins and Rogers, and, and then Barkley. Yeah. So it's Gurley and Barkley, one and two out of all position players. The next highest position player is Kamara, Caffrey. The highest wide receiver is Thielen. Obviously, yeah, yeah. So and it's a four, crazy. And a four-point pass in touchdown league, uh, he's right. Probably that that probably knocks them all down a peg. True. And Barkley and Gurley would probably be up there. Yeah. So that's crazy. I just I wanted to throw that out there. You're talking about targets for for Shepard and yeah. and uh, and Barkley. And just just to kind of finish up the segment with my guys, I don't want to get too much on a tangent with Alex Collins. Obviously. You lose a job to Gus Edwards. You deserve yeah. to be on the list. Who? Gus freaking Edwards. A- I Gus agree. Edwards. I agree. Alex Collins, you're on the list. Yep. Aaron Rodgers, you're on the list. Yeah. You're a major disappointment. He Quarterback sucks. 10 right now. Yeah. 26, 26 and a half points per game in a six point passing mm-hmm. uh, touchdown league. 
And it doesn't seem ter- it doesn't seem too terrible, but compared to where he's drafted, and compared to what the uh, the analysts are saying, top quarterback for dynasty, I disagree. I think it's Mahomes. Then I think there's a tier of Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck. Uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers, you're on the list. Disappointing. Yeah. Sorry, guy. Of course, I'm with you there. I'm gonna throw a couple more names here. You ready? Mm-hmm. Kenny Stills. Oh yeah, definitely. Twenty catches on the year. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's droppable. I mean, he's cuttable. I mean, in Dynasty, obviously, you're holding him, yes, hoping that yes. Gase is gone. But, I mean, Jesus, 20 catches. There were so many targets vacated right. with Jarvis Landry leaving. Uh, where did they go? Into the ground? Yeah. yeah. Not, not <laughs> they just disappeared. The attempts went way down from the quarterbacks because yeah. Gase is a sissy. So there's that. Allen Robinson, wide receiver 47, your guy. He's wide receiver 47. Yep. Yeah, I get it. Yep. That's uh, a disappointment. It's, it's a definite bummer. At the beginning of the year, what did you want Robinson to be? At least wide receiver, too. Right. right? I knew he was going into a new offense, but so right. was everybody else in that offense. Right. Uh, Taylor Gabriel was. Uh, Anthony Miller was was a new guy in that Burton. offense. Everybody was learning the offense just as fast as he was. Right. And that offense, they just spread it around a little too much. Right. And Trubisky's but, not quite there yet. Right. But in the games that Robinson's been healthy, he has had the, uh, the hamstring and the leg injury. When he's been healthy, he was the target hog on that team. True. It's just the percentage of catch rate was not not there. Right. So I, I think uh, I think he's going to form a little bit of a camaraderie with uh, Trubisky. Okay, it's long kinda, term, you're not yeah. worried. This season was definitely a disappointment. I want to see some, you know, some some encouraging performances. Right. I've I've seen a couple, but not on a season's whole. Right. So, not yeah, consistent. I, I agree with you. Your take on that. I'm gonna one. go with one more Bear player here. Jordan Howard. Pour one out mm. for our boy Adam Thomas because he has Jordan Howard. He had Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. He's gone. So I, I have a water bottle on my hand. He's not worth my yeah, bottle right. to pour out. No, it's horrible, dude. He's RB31. If you're in a 14-man league like we are, he's a running back three. Yeah. And you can barely trust him in the flex because Tariq Cohen is tearing it up. I should have had him in the surprise list, too. Yeah. And then my last guy I want to throw in here, Tom Brady. Old Tom Brady. QB 14 on the year. If you look at his game film, not the numbers, uh-huh. he does not have any more, dude. He is not throwing it down the field to Hogan. He is not hitting on deep routes. He is missing on the deep routes. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. I think Tom Brady may just be losing it just a little bit. Father time catches up to everyone. When's the last time we saw Tom Brady not a QB 1 in fantasy? Oh, man. I, I, I don't. His early years before we even played fantasy? I mean, like, I'm talking 2002, 2003? Probably yeah. the year he got hurt. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm just saying Brady not being a QB1 with yeah. one week left to go is a disappointment, especially because if you have him, you're probably in this mentality of I'm going to ride him until he dies kind yeah. of thing. Well, I hate to say it, he may be dying as far as dynasty perspective goes. So any more names we have on our list? Did we check, check no, that's, twice? No, that's the, uh, the surprises and major disappointments. That's all of them from me. All right, and maybe we'll throw in a few more next week after the final regular season game of the year. All right, guys, before we move on, let me tell you about MyBookie.com. Watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Guys, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in the game. You should be betting at MyBookie.com. You can bet the spreads, pick the winners, over-unders, parlays, much more. And you can bet on more than just football, baseball when it's in season, hockey, NBA, UFC, and more. MyBookie.com is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. They have been in business for years, and they've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Here you go. Use promo code FLEX, F-L-E-X, and you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. So log on to MyBookie.com right now. Promo code FLEX. You play, you win, you get paid. 
All right, guys. Now we're going to move on to a segment that uh, this is Jacob, uh, uh, Jacob's uh, love child here. The buy now segment, or I'd like to call it uh, a stash now segment. Yeah. Because you mentioned it earlier. Trade deadlines are probably passed. You know, they, they shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be able to acquire them through another player. But these are guys that might be on your waiver wires, you know, if you're in a shallower league. Who do we want to put on the bottom of our bench here looking ahead to 2019? Well, I have some guys first on the, first and foremost that aren't that shouldn't be on waiver wires mm-hmm. that uh, in the offseason that you should definitely be targeting before they get a, a larger target share next season. Okay. David Moore is one of them. 12.5 points per game over the last seven games when, when he so, kind of started uh, showing up. Right. These, uh, are guys you, these are guys you're trying to acquire yeah. that are on rosters yeah. now. Okay, the, right. Even if the trade deadline's happening right now, maybe begin the talks. Right. Uh, just just see what you can get, man. I, David Moore, man, I'd give a high second for this guy right now. I got I got sniped on the waiver wire, on the on actually our auction on the auction wire. I I put a pretty sizable uh, auction bid on him. I got beat. Pretty mm. disappointed about it. But uh, yeah, he's probably I mean, with Baldwin yeah. getting up there. Him and Lockett him are probably the one and two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So like I said, uh, twelve and a half points per game over the last seven. He's a very boomer bust guy, but he's he has Wilson's trust. It's, make big it's, plays. It's very uh very obvious there. And he was an undrafted free agent, just like Doug Baldwin. Right. Uh, P. Carroll's not afraid to throw out the guy that he thinks is going to be the best on the field. Sure, we saw that with um, was it Penny and then Carson. Right, Carson. They 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 think he's the best uh, the best guy that can help them win, so they're going to play that guy. Right. So David Moore definitely go for him. I'm going to go for him in the offseason if I can. Uh, Deion Kane, Clemson mm-hmm. wide receiver, drafted in the sixth round. He was definitely a disappointment after Mike Williams graduated. They mm-hmm. thought he was going to be that replacement number one de facto guy. Didn't happen. He had the case of the dropsies. But he does have a uh, some elite build. He, he's a six-two, two hundred three pound wide receiver. Like I said, drops were a problem. But man, preseason reports the dude looked really good. Luck and him were connecting pretty well. Got hurt. Got hurt right before the preseason started, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, you got guys like Ryan Grant, Chester Rogers, Zach Pascal, Dontrell Inman. These are the guys he's going to be competing with, along with rookies and along with free agents if they sign one. So Deion Kane. He might be on your waiver wire. He's definitely not on ours because I drafted him. I'm holding him. I have high hopes for him. So anybody that you got, I mean, I have a few more guys I can rattle off before you go. Well, before we get to young guys, let me talk about an old veteran that I'd like to roster. Well, let me let me mention Deion Kane too. I actually like Deion Kane a lot because he has that rare combination of size and speed. Mm-hmm. Put him in Andrew Luck's offense. We'll have to watch how he comes back from a knee injury. They don't always come back from ACLs. Not but everybody, you know, comes I, back from an ACL the same. So I agree. We'll and have the, to watch him. But, yeah, hell, yeah, it's a speculative ad, and especially because you probably get him dirt cheap yep. if he's even owned at yeah. all. So. And, and the encouraging part was, similar to Allen Robinson last year, he got hurt before the season mm-hmm. or right around the start of the season. So he'll be a full go for preseason. He'll yeah. be ready. Yeah. Surgery's already happened. Everything's good to go. I'm with you there. I like that call. Let me talk about a veteran quarterback that I think you should roster because I don't think that uh, he's probably owned as a handcuff. Because unless you're in a very deep league, you're probably not rostering handcuffs. But let me let me throw this at you here. Trubisky runs the ball a lot. Trubisky takes a lot of big hits. Okay. Chase Daniel is mm. his backup. Go with me here. All right. He's a veteran quarterback. He's been around the block. He knows what he's doing. He's got a lot of weapons around him, and he's got a, a creative play caller to put him in position to succeed if Trubisky goes down for a period of time. All right, Chase Daniel got one start on Thanksgiving. Listen to his numbers. 27 of 37 for 230 yards and two TDs. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. In a six-point passing, uh, six passing touchdown league, that's 25.7 points. Yeah. You know, let's say if it was a four-point touchdown league, that's uh, 
for 21 points. So all I'm saying is if you're a Trubisky owner, you need to go get this guy right now. If mm-hmm. he's on the free agent wire, add him for a dollar, put him on the bottom of your bench, because I'm telling you, this guy, the way he runs, he doesn't trust his arm yet, might get hurt. So I like adding Chase Daniel as a safety blanket if you're a Trubisky owner. And if you're not a Trubisky owner and you have some aging quarterbacks and you need some depth, whatever, stash him. You never know. Yeah, no, I like it. And then you, you brought up his stats uh, for the Thanksgiving game. That was a, that was a very conservative game plan, yeah. too, because oh, yeah. they knew their defense was going to bail him out. Yeah. So he put up those numbers with a conservative game plan. Yeah. Which nice, easy really throws, nice yeah. creative plays. Yeah. Uh, and and we, we got to see him groom uh, under, you know, Andy Reid and the Chiefs, groom under Sean Payton and the yeah. Saints. So yeah. he's been around. He's, he's, you know, I'm just saying Trubisky owners stash the guy, non-Trubisky owners stash him anyway. Because, look, we were all aboard the Deshaun Watson and Wentz trains early in their career. Well, guess what? They both tore ACLs. You know what I mean? It can happen. Injuries do happen mm-hmm. to these mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So Trubisky's guy number one. You ready for my next sleeper? A uh, hot take? Uh, it's, not, it's not very hot. <laughs> My buy now segment, okay? I mentioned New Orleans and Sean Payton. Dan Arnold, tight end New yeah. Orleans, okay? Yeah. He's a converted wide receiver. He's getting more run down the stretch. People are freaking out because Benjamin Watson's not catching anything the last three weeks. Well, they've been giving this guy a try. Dan, Dan Arnold, tall, Jimmy Graham-like, okay? Mm-hmm. Athletic. He's a wide receiver playing mm-hmm. the tight end position. We've seen Breeze develop these kind of guys before. Yeah, no doubt. Benjamin Watson's old as hell. Dan Arnold, if he's not rostered already... Put him on the bottom of your roster now. He may never pan out. But at the beginning of 2019, if he's the starter, hey, you might have just stole mm-hmm. a good tight end in a weak tight end you know, class usually. So right. go ahead. Your next yeah, guy. Yeah, I like Arnold, man. Uh, unfortunately, I'm higher than you in the pecking order. Or, and so you're going to have a better waiver claim than I will. And I think we both have zero dollars. Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to be getting Dan Oral tomorrow morning. Yeah, I don't think. Well, a lot of us have zero dollars. <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see if what's a, uh, a You know what we'll do? We'll wait and release this podcast episode until tomorrow there after waivers clear. Thank you. There you Thank go. You so much. All right. Who's your next guy? Uh, I got Albert Wilson. Wire receiver 25 on a, on a per game basis. 14.2 points per game. Mm-hmm. He was He's a definite target monster with um, when he was healthy mm-hmm. with Tannehill. And he do he's a burner. He made he's a big play guy. He 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 showed out in Kansas City when he was uh, given the opportunity. Right. So definitely a guy I'd like to uh, I'd like to encourage people to make make some attempts for. Mm-hmm. Chris Herndon, Christopher Herndon. Let me get that correct. Oh, tight end, tight end, New York Jets. Uh-huh. He's been getting some targets, man. He's 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 getting a lot of balls thrown towards him, man. Dude's uh, I think he's on the up and up. Isn't he the top scoring rookie tight end this year? Yeah, by far. Yeah. So yeah. hey, why not? And yeah. he's, he's not sexy. I think a guy in our league just picked him up like yeah. last week. Yeah, I drafted him. Uh, I think he was picked up two weeks ago right. actually because right. I went to I went to go look at him. So yeah, Chris Herndon, Might Christopher still, Herndon, Christopher Herndon might still be out there on your waiver wire. So yeah. go stash him now. Who's next? I got a combo, a little bit of a combo here. Just flyer. John Ross is a trade guy, mm-hmm. and then Auden Tate is an ad guy. John Ross obviously should be roster. Auden Tate's he's on the fringe of those, depending on how big your league is. Uh, and refresh my memory because I know we do this. Auden Tate plays for Cincinnati. Hmm. Cincinnati. Okay, sell me on this because they have theoretically Green, Boyd, and Ross. This dude's like a six foot six guy, and he's a, they have no tight end, and he's in the red zone threat. Okay. I think they threw to him three straight times in the red zone, okay. in the end zone. Sorry, okay. last uh, last week with Green out. With Green out. Okay, so so we're starting to project past AJ. Oh Green. yeah, this is this right. is a stash guy. This isn't a guy that you should be hoping is going to be Tyler Boyd next year. No yeah. pun. I say pun. It's terrible analogy. He's not going to be a Tyler Boyd. He's not going to be a Cincinnati Tyler Boyd. He's going to be what he is until maybe the opportunity presents itself. You got anybody else on your list? Uh, that's That covers it. I got one more guy. This is a deep, deep stash. Okay. I know you okay. hate drafting tight ends. That's why I'm telling you to oh, go gosh. pick these guys up. Tight end lower right? here. 
Dan Arnold is a guy I already mentioned. These are guys you stash and hope they develop in year three and beyond, okay? Because you hate drafting them. How about this? Michael Roberts, tight end, Detroit Lions. Yeah. For all the reasons we've talked about in the show before, Tate is gone. Marvin Jones is out, okay? All they have is Galladay and a second-year tight end named Michael Roberts. He's a huge body. He's a freak athlete. He was a high-end rookie last year on the, all the tests and all the spark scores and all that shit. I'm telling you, Michael Roberts could could see uh, an uptick in production at the end of 2018. So what I'm telling you to do is pick him up now before everybody starts catching on and realizing who the heck Michael Roberts is. And like I said, you hate drafting rookie tight ends. Well, next year, if you have him on your roster going into 2019 and he's a starter, you have a third-year tight end who's a starter and you don't have to rely on a rookie tight end. What do you yeah. think? What say it's, you? A, it's a wasteland of a position. So, I mean, if you got some spots in your bench, man, why the hell not? Right. You and can always dra- drop these guys. It's not, not going to cost you a draft. Right. But. Look, he had his highest scoring game this year against Miami. He had two touchdowns, three catches, 40 yards, two touchdowns, 19 points. But look, the last three games, four targets, three targets, six targets. Okay. And that six is, is what's going to start catching people's eyes. So roster him now. If you don't have him, it doesn't hurt. You know, drop your third defense or your, you know, 18th running back and stash him because you never know. And that is the end of my list. We had one more guy, San Francisco. We talked about a guy before oh, the show. Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Why? T- so I didn't even know who this guy was, and, yeah. and we do a lot of research for the show. Why do we like him as a long-term prospect? Why is he a good stash? Always, well, they, they have a definite need after Pierre Garçon retires. Right. Uh, he might be tied to Jimmy Garoppolo for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's, he's, a, he's a big body touchdown guy. I mean, he caught a ball. He caught a touchdown, I think, two weeks ago. May have caught another one uh, this past week. I don't, I don't, I don't really have him been – Keeping up with my Kendrick Bourne news, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, but, but uh, a guy to stash. Yeah, I think, I think you're, you're one of the guys in our league picked him up after I dropped him. So there definitely are some eyes on Kendrick Bourne. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep your eyes on him. Maybe a deep stash if you're you have, you have bigger benches than uh, 27 man uh, rosters or something yeah. like that. So uh, yeah, definitely definitely a guy to keep your eye on. Okay, sounds fair. So there's some guys we like to try to stash at the end of the season if your trade deadline's still open. Approach the guys, you know. Uh, get them off the waiver wire, and then in the offseason, these are guys we like adding to the benches if you can. Uh, before we go on to Week 13's matchups that we like the most, I want to remind everybody one more time, follow us on Twitter, at Flex Appeal Show. Come talk to us. We get bored at our daily jobs just like you. We will talk football. We will talk about who to start, who to sit, everything you want to talk about, and whatever else you want to talk about. NBA? Sure. Uh, Jacob here is a closet Pelicans fan. People, closet, so. yeah, because not, it's nothing to be proud of right now. <laughs> <laughs> so at Flexipeel on Twitter. Also, if you haven't done it by now, you probably just don't like us. But please subscribe to our podcast wherever you consume it and share it and leave us a rating and a review because we do enjoy reading about how great we are. All right, Jacob. Week 13. I feel like this is every week, but the Saints oh. are headlining it again, and the Saints are a team that we like uh, even against a sneaky good Cowboys defense in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you like this game. Uh, it's going to be back and forth. I think the Cowboys offense is a lot better with Amari Cooper. Mm. Obviously, the, the ball is going to be moving. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot more to keep up with the Saints. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a, a different tone of a uh, different type of offense that, that the Saints put out last week. Unfortunately, all the uh, undrafted guys caught touchdowns yeah, last week. Yeah. I think you're going to see some Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Mark Ingram. Right. This game that and, they're going to. And Dan Arnold. Who? Dan Arnold. Oh, the guy you just spotlighted. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. guy. Okay. I'm, yeah. start, look, I'm, I'm starting the train, baby. <laughs> I'm starting the train. All right, I'm calling right. it a touchdown again this week. 
Touchdown, Dan Arnold. Right. Got it. Um, no, look, I, I, I'm actually opposite. Okay, did you know the Saints have a top three rushing defense in the league this year? Okay, so I don't think this, the, the Cowboys are going to be running the ball effectively on the Saints. So I think this I, – I, I, homer alert. It might get ugly just like we've been seeing the last couple weeks with the Saints, only because I think the Cowboys were going to eliminate the run. I say we, the Saints, are going to eliminate the run, and then they're going to have to throw, and Dak Pres- Prescott just hasn't impressed anybody this year. So I think – it gets out of hand early. I still think you're going to see Kamara and Thomas, like you said. I just don't think it might. It might not be a shootout. I think it more. It might be more like a blowout with the Cowboys trying to play catch up. So yeah, when, when I say shootout, I don't mean like 45-40. I mean more like a 38-21, 38-24 type of game. Saints you know? win comfortably, but there's still yeah, there's some points on know, the board points for sure. On the board. Uh, it's actually not the highest total, you know, over under total on the Vegas line this week. What if I told you the Panthers at the Buccaneers? was the highest Vegas total at 55 and a half. Well, that's what happens when you have the worst defense in the league. Yeah. And both pretty good offenses in yeah. their own right. So. Yeah, right. Um, Chris Godwin, we talked about Adam Humphreys. When, at what point do we start saying, man, Adam Humphreys get out the way, let Chris Godwin start doing his thing? Uh, I know you want to say it because you made, you made a trade for him uh, not too long ago. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Adam Humphreys, man, yeah, he has something going on with Jameis Winston for sure. I mm-hmm. think he's... He's a top 12 guy with the past five weeks, Adam Humphreys. Yeah, he's been tearing it up. Uh, Cameron Brait also on the uptick yeah. without O.J. Howard, Howard there. Out. Yeah. That's um, another injury news that we should have. Oh, yeah. We, well, that, yeah. Was, that was a couple weeks ago. That yeah. was uh, he, he, two weeks ago. So yeah. um, I think the Bucks are going to score their points. Is Jameis, is famous Jameis starting the game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, think he's, I think he's the guy the rest of the season, okay. no matter how he does. Because I haven't been keeping up with the back it, and forth. It's, it's kind of like a, a test drive to see, all right, does he deserve the next big contract? Right, right. So they got to see what they got out of him. Yeah, I mean, they might as well because they haven't picked up his fifth-year option yet, have right. they? Correct. They Which is not. next year. So, mm-hmm. uh, And on the Panthers' side, dude, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> what a monster. Last week he had over 100 yards rushing and receiving. Yep. I mean, unbelievable. Yep. And not to mention – when he came into the league, we were like, well, is he big enough to take the, you know, take on the workload, yada, yada. The dude hasn't had an injury. He hasn't missed a game in his career yet. So they, not, They're not using him right. They not really are using him right. It's kind of the, uh, the, the mirror opposite of how David Johnson's been being used. Right, right, right. So. And you want to hear the craziest stat of the day for, uh, for Christian McCaffrey from this past week? Give it to me. He is the only running back in the, year, in the, for, for, in the 2018 season to have 100% snap count share in a game. Wow. He didn't come off the field when the offense was on the field last week. That is insane. Yeah. No other running back took a snap. Isn't that nuts? And he might have come off the field with a, in a five-wide set, but like no, he didn't, no other running back relieved him. That's, well, um, who else do they have over there? They cut C.J. Anderson. I don't even know if they still have <laughs> Artis Payne. I Cameron's Artis Payne, maybe. Oh, uh, Kenyon Borner, I think, was... Did they sign him? I think they signed him. Gross. There you go. Here's well, there you go. There's so. your Kenyon Barner plug. Yeah, right. Show. Wow, we snuck Kenyon Barner yeah. into this show. That's, that's <laughs> when you know we're digging deep. Dan Arnold and Kenyon Barner. Yeah. Barner. All right. Uh, Chargers and Steelers Sunday night football. Bum, 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 bum. That's our favorite jingle yeah, there. It's, it's, it's going to be a wild, wild one, man. I think I'm so. looking forward to it. I think so. And look, Rivers has been on fire this year. Yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster has been on fire this year. James Conner has been slowing down for the last three weeks. He's had 10, 11, and 10, I think, in the last three weeks. Yeah. Points. Um, they're underutilizing him, man. Right. They're, they're really not using him the way they should be. Well, they should be using him like they use Bell, but instead yeah. they like run him into the back of the line a couple times, and then they start throwing it all over the yard. Well, you know, Roethlisberger likes to throw it 50 damn times right. a game, man. Right. I, don't, I don't know what's going on there. Yep. So, But I, I still think you start him. Oh, yeah. You, got you to. have to. You have to you ride this do. guy. He's been a workhorse all year. Brown and Juju I like a lot. 
You know, they showed a play last week. James Washington dove for a ball down the sideline. It was like a beautiful dive, and the ball in the hands, and he dropped it. Mm. But at some point, I'd like to see James Washington maybe start to make a couple of big plays because right now, Ryan Switzer and Jesse James are, are the ones making the plays mm-hmm. over the middle. It's like that's your guy out of Okie State, right? Switzer, James Washington. Oh, James Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he's he's on the field and he's kept, he's getting some targets, but you know, you'd like to see him come along a little more. Uh, we'll see. Chargers side, Mike Williams, dude, your guy. Two touchdowns, Two touchdowns last week. man, on like three catches. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you mentioned that he's he's the definition of a, a, a boom. What did you say? A touchdown-dependent touchdown guy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely needing the touchdowns to be relevant. And uh, he, I don't think he's going to be a thing this year. I made a big trade for him. Not liking it right now. Uh, hopefully Tyro, the gazelle, is out. Right. And he can become the de facto number two that, that's going to benefit from the Keenan Allen coverage. Okay, so hypothetically, Tyrell, the gazelle, Williams is gone next year, 2019. Mm-hmm. But Hunter Henry is back. That's okay. I'm okay with that. with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. that. With Hunter Henry back, I think you're going to see less passes towards the running backs. Okay. That, that middle of the field is going to be a little bit of a breakup from the running backs, Eckler and Gordon, more to Hunter Henry. And then you're going to see more of the targets that from uh, – Tyrell Williams, go to Mike Williams. Yeah, Mike Williams is going to be on the outside. Even, yeah. yeah, I, I think, think so, so too. Um, all right, so this game, particularly in week 13, you're starting everybody, basically, everybody oh, worth, yes. worth a damn. And then uh, give me a winner, Chargers at Steelers. Give me the Chargers. The, go Chargers. The Chargers. Go. go Chargers. Go I don't know, dude. It's always a treat when you get the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. They, they're not there often, and when they are, you know it's going to be a good right. game. Right, and they're going to show that Arnold Schwarzenegger clip. So oh, there's that. Always. Uh, <laughs> so Chargers at Steelers. I'm actually picking the Steelers to win this game only because of the way the game ended last week when Ben Roethlisberger threw an interception to a defensive tackle to end the game in the end zone. That was his, nuts. His worst Tebow impres- uh, oh. impersonation. It wasn't even a jump. It, it was an <laughs> RPO. That's what happens when you give a 36-year-old big-ass slow white guy well, a you, run pass option did you play the, did you see the at snap the goal though? line. It was a bad snap. It uh, hurried up everything. It set off every, everything. Was out of, out of you know why it was a bad snap? Because Roethlisberger was thinking about handing it off. It was a run pass option. You don't do that. Old dogs can't learn new tricks. You don't see Drew Brees running RPOs. Anyway, oh. rant over. Okay. I'll take Steelers to win at home, bounce back game. All right, give it. me the Chargers. All right, Vikings at Patriots. This is our wild card game. We don't know what to expect. This could be a 13-10 to 10 defensive slugfest, and then it could be a 45-42 shootout. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's at the Patriots, so you got to have you give them some kind of edge. Burkhead returning. Michelle, you know, looking good on the ground. Brady's still Brady, even though I'm, I'm thinking his arm strength is declining. But, man, on the other side, Thielen, Diggs, Cousins, Rudolph, Cook back. Which way do you see this game going? I think the Vikings are gonna uh, gonna beat them down. Wow, I really do. I got the Vikings big in this one. I think you're gonna have more. I'm gonna go ahead and say I think there's gonna be more sacks on Brady than what they're gonna throw. Then they're gonna account for touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. I'm going four sacks for the Vikings. Wow. Four sacks. All right, it's aggressive. Listen, uh, we we talked about this. Josh Gordon owners. This could be a blow up game. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, their top cornerback, the Vikings top cornerback, came up limp with that hammy. Remember, yeah. he like really hurt his hand. He got uh, he up ran and he off just, the field. He, yeah, he just down. fell down. So if Rhodes is out, fire up your Josh Gordons. I uh, still you play. And that opens up the entire offense of Gordons. Right, it does. You can even see Hogan getting involved. Yeah. You know, guys like that. So Edelman's a safe guy, of course. Those are games we like the most. All right, and then personal plug for our home league here. Have you clinched a playoff spot in our home league? I have indeed. So you don't care what happens in week I'm in, 13? I'm in the playoffs, dude. I just want my guys to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. 
playoff positioning. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna worry about that. I'm, I'm not gonna play the the scenarios and stuff in my head. Mm-hmm. Give me who I want to. Give me my opponent. Yep. And I'm gonna see if my guys can handle it. It could be me, depending on how the the seating shakes out. I don't. I don't think it can be, but I think it's gonna be either. Uh, I'm gonna stay in the four spot, no matter what. I'll right. stay in the four and spot. And there's a chance I finish at seven. Yeah, you're. Well, it's uh four five, four five place. That's right. That's right. Four five place. That's right. Okay. Well, all right, fine. I'll see you in the next round then. How about there that? There you go. I, I, I look forward to it. I'm not clinched yet. I have to win to get in. You got to win to get in. I have to win in. to get in. I'm, right now, I'm in like sixth place. You're uh, probably in. Probably. You're probably in. But it's, if I don't win, I'm going to need a lot of help from the guys behind me. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, so, looking forward to that. And then to everyone out there, enjoy week 13. Because if you don't make the playoffs, this is it. This is the end of your fantasy football season in this dynasty league that you're in. So, enjoy it. Soak it up. Maybe we'll get lucky and have some kind of random-ass snow game. Who knows? But look, it's week 13. Put it on the line. Don't get cute. Start your studs. Start the guys that are, that are in there for injured guys. You know, Austin Eckler. Any other advice for week 13? Uh, yeah, like you said, man, just enjoy it. And uh, don't look at it as a failure of a season. Just enjoy the progression of the guys that you're, uh, you're grooming. Mm-hmm. I, I say you're grooming like you're doing something with them. But you guys, you drafted these guys. You traded, you traded for these guys. Enjoy their progression. Yeah. Look at it. Look, look week 14, 15, 16, even the NFL playoffs. Watch these guys. Pay attention to these guys. See how they're really doing. The stat sheet sometimes does not do it justice. Right, right. So even if you're out of the playoffs – it's not your yeah. your your off season is about to begin because you're going to be researching your own players. You do some self prospecting basically to keep track of the guys you've invested in. I'm with you there. Yep. All right, this was fun, man. Thanks for coming on and uh, doing this with me once again. I think yep. we're north of 40 episodes now. Ah, wow, we're getting there. Time flies. That's you guys, it. we started like February, mid February. Yeah, Super Bowl, right up to the Super Bowl, yeah. basically, right yeah. up to the end of the year last year. Getting wow, there, man. crazy. Time flies. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is uh, Flexpill uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Flexpill Show. Subscribe, rate, review. That is Jacob Tyler on the other end. I am Ethan Paul. We will see you next week. Next week.